you know, you have to have a certain personality to be yeah. on radio, kind of talk to yourself pretty much for an hour, mean, an hour yeah. and a half. I can do that, but it won't make any sense, but it'll make sense to me, which is a kind of the turning point. You have to make sense because other people... You like, have to be able to communicate yeah. with the audience. And you have to know that what's behind the microphone is a person doing the knitting, listening to you. So you have to kind of communicate in that way. Yeah. And I, and I don't think I, can, uh, I, could, I could have done that. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with Nick. Hello. Hello, Nick. I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah. And this is this is a, an, an interesting. Um, we're in your bedroom. Yeah, it's quite messy actually. I'm in in a process of sorting things out. Um, so, this isn't this isn't messy in my view. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I've stayed I stayed last night in your bedroom with my girlfriend because we're here uh, a kind of get together organised by your family yeah. for all of your brother's kind of friends. I guess. Yeah, it was from the. Um, Fresh Festival days, if I remember. I used to come and do the Fresh Festival. A lot of us mm. are from university days yes. as well. Your parents first got into the idea of having all of us along, probably in the Fresh Festival. But, but I think it was the more of a case of... Yeah, I think it was more of a, of a case of they just kind of having to go along with it. Because, as uh, as my dad said, you can have a knock on the door, we're staying over, okay? Do you want a cup of tea? And if people just kind of stay over, it's kind of um, a bit of a... a, a Kind of a sanctuary for people. Well, it is back in the in the beginning. Now it's kind of it's organised. He's happy that it's organised. Yeah, he likes it now. Yeah. He invited <laughs> us. It's like a kind of living, reliving old 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 times for him. I mean, yeah. he he enjoys having, let's say, provocative arguments with uh, the younger generation. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's I don't I don't I think I was um, well, obviously you know growing up with him, having no choice of that. I don't. I just. I just. I'm not that kind of person that he would just kind of jump in and be like, oh, "I'm going to say this and be kind of spark the debate." Yeah. I know. I'm just. I'm not. I don't. I've kind of figured out. I'm not really like my my dad in some ways. I'm not really like my brother. I'm kind of a mixture of both. I, I like to kind of sit on the fence, and not really say much, because what I do say will either be kind of either ignored or jumped down upon from my dad as a kind of ridiculous statement, and then he'll shout at me and. Say that I'm wrong. Not saying I'm not kind of putting him in a bad light or anything. Well, but that, um, that, that's just kind of his way, and he's, he's not being aggressive in that. He's no, just, it's he, just the way, it's just the way he expresses yeah. his personality and and love. I mean, I you know when when your dad is uh, arguing with you, I, there's a lot. Well, not with you, but with me. Mm. I always find it's it's a, it, it's kind of I feel kind of. Um, like respected almost because he's arguing, yeah. and I'm sure that he respects no, you. No, of course he does. I think he's yeah. kind of wishes that sometimes I was uh, a bit more kind of open to this type of debate that he has and everyone else has. Well, not everybody uh, has to be the same kind of person. No, but I think he kind of would like to kind of me to be a bit more out there and open about it and kind of forgiving. Then more so than I'm not. Well, do you think you're not forgiving? He's well. Sometimes it can be embarrassing, I find, but I don't say that because it kind of just puts everything to a grinding halt. Yeah. So just to let it go on. So I kind of either sit there, twiddle my thumbs, or leave the room, and I'm just kind of let people get on on with it. You know, I'm kind of like um, a liberal in the first place. I just like everyone to get along. 
Um, <laughs> sit on the fence. Don't annoy anyone. Just, just you know, happy, good luck. Not in a kind of hippie way. Not saying anything about anything wrong with hippies, of course. It's, yeah, that, that's just me, really. Well, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess from from what we've just been talking about, people can start to gather how you know me. But how do you know me? Nick? Well, actually, I think if I remember rightly, it was um, I was visiting my brother at Lancaster University. Yeah, that was the first time I met you. Yeah. I was doing a not a radio show as such, not at the time, but I was visiting the radio studio, and uh, I was kind of it might have been anyway I was I was in in there and kind of sh- my brother was, sh- was showing me around and what to do and whatnot and then I think it was yourself Clive Matt and I think it was you three maybe Tim as well maybe, maybe. Tim as well yeah and and you and you're kind of like very much hey we need to do this that and the other oh hi rich brother and kind of not really kind of ignore me but kind of like because you had other Focused things to on do whatever project yeah was really yeah doing, right yeah. because you had a deadline and kind of I you know, didn't know what was university was like until later on. Going back to visit my brother, I kind of got to know you slowly and a bit yeah. more, and then through, through the Fresh Festival as I well. I started so. visiting your family right, home, and then and then those kind of events, we were, there was a lot more drinking and talking and stuff yeah. like that, and so we got to know each other better. Yeah. And then obviously the wedding, you kind of got to know a bit more. Yeah. A lot more, so. Well, yeah, absolutely, and I'll, I'll, I will come back to the wedding a little bit later. Mm. But... Uh, I mean, one of the things I remember about, I don't know if it was the first time I met you or maybe it was the second time, it sounds like, but mm. was that you were doing a, a, a course at your college uh, to do with, like, media or something and you you were doing a jackass-style yes, stunts <laughs> thing. And you, yeah, I was kind of, quite fun. Yeah, and, you, you know, <laughs> you, you were looking for some people crazy enough to try and help you out on yeah. that. and. And and it, and it, that was me and, and Clive and Richard <laughs> that was good uh, running around Lancaster trying to do jackass style things, but there was just nothing. No, it wasn't there was really, no opportunity. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, there was the fountain one, which, is, which sat, was quite fun. Yes. On, on the fountain, reading the paper, that got some kind of laughs and kind of eyebrows raised. A lot of weird looks from yeah. people, and then the fountain, because <laughs> the fountain in Lancaster at the time, it, it doesn't exist anymore. They've really? taken it out. Oh, yeah, okay. the, the fountain. It doesn't. It wasn't always running, so you, mm. you could sit on it when it wasn't running, and then that was the gag, wasn't it? That, yeah. That, that it starts running, and I don't react to yeah, the fact of, that there's loads and yeah. loads of water pouring uh, through my clothes. Yeah, very good, very good sport. Well, I'm, I'm quite. I have quite a low embarrassment threshold, I guess, and I, I'm always interested in trying out new experiences, mm. and I, you know, I've always been interested in comedy and stuff, so I was interested in that. Although I find Jackass to be a little bit over the top I, and I don't think I would have uh, agreed to having you know all bearings fired at my testicles or yeah. anything like they do on Jackass but yeah, it was quite interesting to exactly yeah. <laughs> well, it was quite interesting to try and, and I was you know helping you out and, and your no, project it was good. it was good and it was you know a group of men being a bit silly together yeah. which is always fun yeah um, I think um, in terms of, of the actual thing it was for a a uh, TV show not really a TV show but it was kind of a um, project that we're doing called yeah. uh, Pratt TV which is kind of like the Jackass thing where we just kind of pran around yeah. it was very heavily influenced by Jackass yeah. I'm not sure how you could be influenced by that sort of thing but we were and uh, we're just kind of doing crazy crazy, crazy stuff um, well, we got a we, we got a the other thing we did was we went down to the canal and got a trolley, trolley shopping yeah. trolley that had really knackered wheels yeah and then when we plunged it on, on against the wall yeah we, we, we were going the... around on the bridge on it so yeah. I was, that was a bit dangerous but yeah it was a bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a bit yeah it was fun though but um, the, thing, the reason I did that course uh, the media course anyway was to kind of because I wanted to be on radio or or TV in in that capacity 
But I think when I, I was doing it, I was at the end of it, I just kind of didn't really feel that I was kind of the right person. I didn't really want to. I thought, you know, I didn't... Because I did three years of it. I did an in... I think I was doing the advanced course, which is now probably a BTEC. Yeah. They, they've changed it all. And then before I was doing an intermediate, which is probably a GMBQ now. I wanted to do something in the media world. But then after the third year of doing the whole... It's like, it's like a, a degree course without having a degree. You know, it was three years in all I was there. It's kind of at, at the end of it, I was like, I don't, don't really want to do this. I don't really want to be on radio. I don't know if I if I have the... Ability is not the right word, but the right kind of expressions, you know, the right word either. But, you know, you have to have a certain personality to be on radio, kind of talk to yourself pretty much for an an hour and a half. I can do that, but it won't make any sense, but it'll make sense to me, which is a kind of the turning point. You have to make sense. Because other people... You have to be able to communicate with the audience. And you have to know that what's behind the microphone is a person doing the knitting, listening to you. So you have to kind of communicate in that way. Yeah. And I, and I don't think I can. Uh, I, could, I could have done that. Maybe in kind of a comical kind of, this is ridiculous way, but not in a, a professionally kind of respected way. Okay. And so what, what, what attracted you to doing that course in the, in the first place? I mean, did you, did you, ha- you, you wanted to do, to, to do radio? What, yeah. what inspired you to do that? I think it was just listening to uh, Radio 1, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, the old same story of listening to John Peel under 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 the bedsheets that you, that year, you people who get into radio and I kind of and, yeah. and make it big. It was the same kind of inspiration. Listen to John Peel, obviously, and then Chris Evans, if that Chris Evans as well, and kind of greats that we would associate greatness to. Just like the idea of being in the room on your own and just talking about whatever you want to talk about. It was kind of, it was great. It was kind of, it was it was a nice idea, but then. The, the the idea of it when you actually do it for real or study it it becomes quite different yeah sure absolutely and and you think that oh, that idea is kind of like you either go with it yeah, I could do this fantastic or you go do you know what actually hmm, I don't think I could if I'm being brutally honest with myself mm-hmm. having that kind of epiphany kind of moment I don't think I can do this because of many other things and you don't really give up but you just kind of put it on the back burner Sure. And I think that was kind of what I did. So it wasn't. I don't think it was my calling. It was a kind of a nice idea to have, but I think it was kind of not really going to work out. If you know what I mean? I just. So I just kind of just had fun doing the practice TV stuff, and then we did the uh, City and Gills TV course because it had a TV studio. It had a TV studio at Farnborough Tech, which where I was at, and I just had had fun. Just had had a laugh, and you know, just got out of the college course that. You know, I just the three years of my life, which is fun. Then I'm going to be off to, to become a lifeguard. Um, That's right. So you did. That. You did become a lifeguard. That's right. I did. Yeah. It was. It was quite fun. It was kind of. It's kind of like watching. It was literally just watching people swim, and that was it. You had to. You know, it wasn't exactly exciting. Did you ever have to save anyone's life? Nearly. I knew you did, but the mother was like, "No, that's fine. I'll get it." So I was kind of disappointed, but at the same time. Quite a relief because obviously the uh, makings of a good lifeguard is not to go in the water because if you go in, in the water then you've obviously haven't paid attention enough right because you have to go and save someone not saying that that's not what you have to do but if you have to be in that situation then you kind of need to reevaluate what you need to do better 
No. Right, so your job is to stop people from having accidents right. rather than to save them from them at the end. Yeah, it's kind of it's more of a, of a prevention rather than kind of get them out and then make sure that they're okay because there's lots of paperwork to fill out and it's, yeah. all, it's all kind of a bit. And did you have to wear like red shorts and <laughs> like, have no shirt on the whole day? <laughs> no, it w that would, would would be quite nice. I don't really have the at the Hasselhoff type body to uh I don't think he, I don't think he does anymore. No, I think he's all kind of wrinkly <laughs> now. <laughs> uh but no it was it was a yellow it was a yellow shirt like kind of wearing now, like a kind of polo, a shirt. polo shirt. Yeah, blue shorts. And shoes, oddly enough. We had to wear shoes and I had a horrible trench foot because um, I wore socks underneath because putting on the shoes is not really comfortable without socks. Yeah. So um, I was wearing them and then obviously walking around, around the pool you get Squelch, yeah, you get yeah. squelching and, and water absorbs and then your feet smell, the shoes smell, you start to smell around you and then before you know it you have itchy red feet. Um, you're you're, you're successfully desexifying the image of a lifeguard. Yeah, <laughs> I am, aren't I? Well. Anyone who wants to become a lifeguard, <laughs> then uh, think seriously about uh, about it. It's not as glamorous as it as it is, but um, the idea of it is is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a lifeguard. Yeah, it might get you some hot hot babes and in in Ibiza. Okay, but I didn't go to Ibiza. So. Right, <laughs> I've I've missed out on those years, so. Uh, so I mean, so you, how long did you do lifeguarding for? Four years. I actually was a supervisor as a lifeguard for about a year and a half. I don't know if I was very good at it. You have to ask the people who I supervised if I was. Right. I don't particularly think it's a kind of good idea for a person in charge to rate himself. The same as a celebrity looking him up on Google is probably a bad idea. I just got on, on with it. I, got, I probably annoyed a lot of people more than I made him happy because it's the place I was worked at. I won't mention the name. It was very laid back, and nobody really wants to take any responsibility for anything. Um, not to say that it was a, it was dangerous. I mean, you know, obviously we knew what to do, but it was kind of everyone had their own section, and if you had to, you have to guard that section, even though we're working as a team, which is a bit of a contradiction. I know, but that's the way we work working. So it's kind of I was there thinking, right, okay, well, we want to kind of try and get into a team, and and if, if you're trying to convince the management that they need to try and get people in a team environment because it's not very teamly and very sociable I mean well, they're not going to get a very good reaction from them yeah. um, <laughs> because you're pretty much A asking them to do more work and B telling them how to do their job which they don't really appreciate but I know that now so <laughs> you know so yeah it was, it was good fun it just get a bit of money to go out because I did it when I was 21 to 24 yeah. good drinking money I suppose I didn't really save up any money at all. I'm not the really one to kind of save up for my money. I kind of have a love love and hate relationship over my money. I don't really particularly like it, so I have to get rid of it. So that's, that's my theory of it. I, I know what you mean. I actually have a similar kind of feeling about money. Uh, it is hard to keep it in my pockets because mm. I don't, yeah, I kind of don't like it, but then I do like spending it. Yeah. I mean, that is a, a weird thing. Uh, that I share with you, but uh, so the kind of second question I ask people is, what do you do now? So do, is the, is what you do now what you did after lifeguarding? No, what I did after lifeguarding because I went to America in two thousand seven because I had a, just had enough of everything. I didn't know nobody cared, 
And I'm not the kind of person who thinks, no, if nobody cares, I don't care. So I'm just going to, you know, be what, a non-caring person. What do you mean nobody cared? As in, nobody cared about themselves, about the job. Ah, in the lifeguarding In the lifeguarding, okay. where I work. Nobody really cared about the job, about themselves, about hierarchy. Just, and they didn't really have any self-respect right. either. So I, you I wanted to leave that I didn't want to be in that kind of place where you didn't, nobody had any amb- ambitions. Because there was two people there who worked there for four, maybe, maybe actually, maybe seven years, and they were just too scared of doing anything else. Which I guess you can probably un- un- understand if you've been working somewhere for so long. Going somewhere completely different is a bit daunting. Yeah. But I always have a philosophy: is like, well, isn't that part of life? Doing something that you're not really comfortable of doing. If you don't like it, at least find out that you don't like it whilst doing it rather than criticising it before you do it. Okay. So I went to America in 2007 for two and a half weeks because that's all I could really get off at that time. I was thinking about moving and getting a job but you had to have a visa and it takes a year and a half to apply and I just did it, we did it on a whim because I went to Coachella Festival and I booked that up first before anything else. I thought, right, going to Coachella and then literally it was two weeks before I had to go and it suddenly dawned on me because some things aren't, don't be, it wasn't very quick on the uptake. It's like, right, so how am I going to get to America? I can't exactly walk there. Uh, so then I had a look on the uh, um, website to find flights. They weren't particularly cheap because I did it two weeks before. Um, yeah. So uh, they were quite, I had some money saved. So that was quite expensive. But it was, I've had some money saved from the job when I was in in the pay packet and also from uh, previous saving up. You did, know, you, did you go on your own? I did, I did. I did try and um, get other people going, but then again it was kind of, they couldn't get it off like that, like I could, because they yeah. were in nine to fives. And most people do plan these things. Don't they? they do, I don't plan <laughs> things. <laughs> I, I, planning is to me is a bit of anathema. I was like, planning, what? I don't understand. I just went literally, just kind of on, on the whim. It was literally, I thought, I want to go to America in February, booked the Coachella tickets, and by May I was off on the on the plane. It was quite quite exciting. Yeah, well, it is. That's that's <laughs> that's a textbook adventure. So, what yeah. happened on that adventure? It was it was great. Went to Vegas. Went to Los Angeles. Went to San Diego. I went to San Francisco and Coachella, of course. And also, when I went to Vegas, it was in Nevada. It was very near yeah. uh, Grand Grand Canyon. In fact, there was. Uh, a package deal they had, they they had and 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 the hotel the, ho- the hotels in Vegas as you can imagine are very cheap because you don't want to spend the money on gambling rather than uh, on hotels yeah. so uh, we had a package deal and had to get up early in the morning to go to Grand Canyon but it was just amazing and I was at the Grand Canyon I thought Do you know what I, I just I just don't want to be one of those people who are just kind of tell their kids that you know all I did in my life is uh, drink and regret. So I thought, you know, right, I'm going to leave Carpool when I get back. And I'm going to go off to university and get a degree. So that's what I did. I did it in uh, events and tourism management. I got a 2-2 at the end of it. And now I am working at... I did try and get a job there, but it was very... It was literally, I graduated and everything just, just crumbled down. The economy just, just crumbled. So... Uh, yeah applications flying around everywhere and when you're competing against like a hundred plus people 
obviously they're going to choose the person who is literally bang on the button, more bang for their buck, and rather than a graduate who's just come come out and thinks he knows everything when he doesn't. Well, precise. I know it's all the thing is it's all about that experience. Like you might be right. Uh, there, there is definitely a problem. You need to have experience and qualifications these days mm. to get the kind of jobs that you want. And then people don't hire you because you haven't got the qualifications, and people don't hire you because you haven't got the experience. And experience actually matters more than qualifications, and people don't know that. Yeah. But all of that said, Nick, I think that when you're going into these things, you can't have it in your mind that no one's going to be interested in taking you. You know, you, you've got. Oh, of course. You've got experience beforehand. You've got tra- mm. what they like to call transferable skills. And yeah. So <laughs> when you're when you're applying for things, when you're going up for interviews, don't be thinking that they're not going to take you because you haven't got the experience. Mm. Be going in there trying to convince them to take you because they should. You know. Yeah. Like you got to feel that you're worth taking. Yeah. No. It, there is a lot of confidence, and and you know, I. I, I it's hard. Though, it's saying. hard to do. Oh, com- completely. But. It was. It's all very much online. I was doing it online and 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 shoving my, my CV within the o- online place because it was all in London. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of like unless I go to London and bang on these people's doors, I have to find out where they work. It's not really worth it. And I was on income support after university, and I just kind of thought, you know, I just I, just, I hated being on income support. Yeah, I, I don't like that stuff. Um, I got a job as quick as possible. When I first finished uni, hmm. I had I think six months unemployed. And then I took the first job that would have me, you know, not something related to my area or yeah. anything. It was just the first job that would have me. Having to be in a library, my life has gone from there, really. And no, sure. you know, seven years later, I've been working. You know, I still, I still working in libraries. And now, you know, my now my job is completely different, and it's a great job, and it's what yeah. I've always, I never thought I'd have, but I do really like my day job. Hmm. So it can work out like that. But I mean, I guess you've taken the first job that's. Kind of come up, kind of not in a bad way. I'm no, not, no, no, I'm not, not saying all. that you're bad at it or anything. No. But I mean, are you? You know, do you still want to go on and do tourism in the in the future? I'm where I'm, I'm working. I don't want to say the, the yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, It's it's good. I'm enjoying it, and they've got lots of schemes. You know, help you progress. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, I could. Yeah, I'm quite happy to stay there and progress up. Yeah, why not? But at the same time. You know that it's just what I'm what I am doing can be fairly depressing in a way that is kind of it's monotonous and you're doing things over over yeah. over, over over again. I mean, you know the 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 problem with work is whatever your job. Yeah. There's going to be an element of that. There's very of few jobs that don't get boring. I mean, I, I I'm lucky, very so lucky in my job now. But working in a library mm. is boring and monotonous. Uh, and uh, there were there were years or weeks or days or whatever where I was like, what is the point in anything? Here I am in this place, and is there anything outside these walls? And how do I how you know? But I think you know, just time mm. makes it easier to cope with working. And, Grass is always green on the other side, but that's to everything. So if, if I went into something that I thought was a dream, yeah. of, then the grass would be green on the other side of a different thing if I get bored of it. Well, your dream is so. going to have a reality as well. Like when, oh, yeah. you, when you looked into doing radio and you discovered the reality behind radio mm. is, is not necessarily what you're into. True. All, all, all dreams are going to have a reality, mm. but you just have to find a dream that's reality you can deal with, I think. If you're going to follow a dream, you don't have to. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah, well, the thing is, um, I did, um, I have done some experience of events and I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed the whole kind of having a project. Yeah. And a bit like my dad, where he's kind of having a, a project and, and kind of getting the people there and kind of finding a, kind of a common goal of, for your team and then translating that into different tasks to yeah. complete the goal. Sure. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that. Um, obviously, I'm not fantastic at it because I haven't got very much experience at it, but obviously, that will come to doing it over and over again practice makes perfect or perfection well also you're probably more skilled than you think in it Nick because I, mm. I think that you undersell yourself a little bit you know that you have you, do, right. you have skills that you probably have that you're you're not uh, acknowledging that you have and so you will talk yourself down it's you're kind of naturally self-deprecating I guess I mean because one of the things I thought it would be interesting to talk about would mm -hmm. be about I guess brotherhood I guess or being a, yeah. being the young because you're the youngest aren't you in the family yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well I'm only by two two and a half years uh, my brother's 31 and I'm 29 yeah um, but yeah being the youngest is 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 great but also very annoying at times okay um, I guess because <laughs> you've got your brother and, and you know I I love him very much. He's you know he's probably one of the best friends I have. Yeah, man. You, um, you know, I mean, your best man speech was mm. very moving and very you. funny. Thank you. Uh, and it was filled with, it was it was filled with two different threads. I would say, right. which I think you acknowledged at the time, and Richard acknowledges, everybody acknowledges, which are love, and kind of. A sense of comparison, and you finding yourself, you finding yeah. yourself lacking. Maybe is that right? Yeah, no, I, so, I think know, I, mean, I don't. I don't think this about you. But sure, I think no, you do. Yeah, no, I, I think it definitely came across, not on purpose, <laughs> but it was more of a. Gives to put it in the whole kind of context of it. It was based on the William Shakespeare um, poem. I mean, it was a, a, a poem, but it was kind of the um, life as a stage one and so I thought well having a life as a stage and then having the context having the life of me and my brother yeah it's, 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 it's a speech from Shakespeare yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a speech yeah um, I, I didn't do English literature at all but uh, <laughs> no, <it's laughs> um, it doesn't matter yeah so I thought I would kind of I would just do an, kind of a a version my version of that yeah but about me and Rich and I guess they're there I guess it's kind of my experiences of you're right being compared in a way well you were compared it's a series yeah. of you saying and here's when Richard was really cool and here's what happened to me yeah. and it was funny <laughs> yeah but I mean you know it's obviously a very real feeling that you have no it is, it is. And, it, and it isn't and it isn't as you say it's nothing to do with not loving him you know you love him very much yeah sure you know, I'd say you're really close brothers think mm. you're really good uh, like, you know Richard's one of my best friends and he's a very mm. caring you know if you're going to have an older brother He's a good one to have, you know. Sure. I mean, because he 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 looks out for you, and you know he's he's, you know, although I'm sure that can sometimes be a little bit frustrating as the youngest it can child, be, child yeah. everyone looking out out for you. It's mm. a it's a lovely thing to have, and not yeah. all it's not protection, all older siblings sometimes are going to be like kind of, You're right. It's a, it's a protection thing, and, and <clears> sometimes you, you just as a younger brother, you just want that, you know, that that cotton wool just to be unwrapped. Because I'm a younger brother, right? Mm. I mean, I'm I'm a middle child, I guess. Right, okay. But I've got a complicated family, so I've got two older sisters who are much older than me. So, uh, you know, um, I don't know if they they're not going to necessarily want me to say their ages, but say they're 
both over 40. Yeah. Um, there's actually 10 years between those two as well. Yeah. And then I've got six years older than me, my older brother. Mm. And then younger than me, I've got six years younger than me, my little sister. So I did have six years where I was the youngest right, right, yeah. before my little sister came along. And because my family's all disjointed, mm. I have had, I am the youngest. Like I get that. Like on one side of my family, because all of my sisters are half sisters, it's confusing. Right, right, so I'll, I call them my sisters because I don't really see halves. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but they are half technically. Mm. And so certainly on the side of my family where, uh, where I haven't got, where my which my little sister isn't part of in a way because she's mm. from a different branch i'm the youngest you know and I've, I've had people always kind of they saw me as a baby i was always the youngest child so i'm really still treated on some levels as a child you know mm. always going to be treated as a child and there's a, there's a sense that that they feel like i've got some kind of entitlement because I'm young and so they kind of like everything was like I got it easy you know yeah. like people who came before they always think that they got it e that, that you got it easy and actually it's not that easy I don't think no I don't coming think last I don't think it's that easy it's no I'm not saying it's easier I don't say it's harder being the youngest child than it is the oldest child but there are equally different concerns and I guess so I you know when I when I see you know I I I understand looking up to the you know to the, the siblings above you and, and and sort of being very jealous of what the, of what they seem to have or what they the freedoms that they seem to have or the successes that they seem to have when you haven't got successes yet or you yeah it's you know. it's difficult I mean I I do I don't base my life around what my brother's got but I kind of try I just want to kind of break free from the mold that I've seemed to be in yeah. Um, <laughs> It's not easy, as as you just as you just said, but um, I just kind of I feel that sometimes my parents they, they understand that obviously I kind of want to be my own pe person, but I don't have the money to be my own person in terms of having the freedom of moving out and that's right. And, you still live that. with your parents. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. Um, and they're very loving parents. Oh, I know, support, of, you know, of course, they support me and, and, and the caravan, and they kind of they get frustrated when I do things, and they think, oh, you should be doing this. I thought, you know, because they want to lead, uh, lead a, a life without children in terms of flying the nest, as it were. Yeah. Too. So obviously, me kind of flying the nest would be fantastic for them. Not in a button hole, thank God he's gone. Phew! Party time. But it was more of a case of, right, we can now actually think about. Our retirement and yeah, think sorry. about where we want to be. Not in in the, in the sense that you know he's gone, we're going to ignore him. But we all, you know because then we can start moving ourselves on, you know, as the world moves around. Absolutely, but also there. part of that as well is for you. I mean, you know, one of the reasons parents want their their children to leave home, apart from the inconvenience of their children still being there when they're older, yeah. is that you know for you to break free of the like f being the youngest child you need to stop living in in the house where you were the youngest child you, know, yeah. you need to go out and, and and redefine your relationship with the world outside of that family dynamic sure. yeah. no matter how good that family which i think you know i you know i'm, I'm the guest of your family this mm. this weekend and i you know i really like all of your family you know mm. and i think you you know you're very lucky in lots of ways of course um, yeah you know but I do also empathise with the, with this kind of, you know, 
you know, the, with, with the shackles of uh, yeah, the shackles <laughs> of being younger yeah. and, and 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 having being different as well. I mean, mm. you know, you as you say, you recognise there's some differences between the way you are. I mean, would you say you're still trying to find yourself? To a oh, completely. Extent? I completely. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, I don't think I've. Uh, I truly know what I am and what I want. I know what I would like. I know my aspirations. But sometimes you go in with a pre-thought, like for example, I wanted to be on radio. Then it just it shatters before you, and then you think, right, what do I do now? But I was talking to uh, my brother about you know being, you know, a, a husband and a father. And it's kind of a case of you don't really plan for it. You just get on with it, and things just happen. Yeah. And you're just dealt with this situation, and you just have to get on with it. You don't necessarily plan for it. It you know just kind of right. Okay, well I'm doing this, and this will lead to this. Oh, it has already led to that. Oh, I've got this. Right, I need to do that because yeah. that's what I need to do rather than okay well this is the big plan well, once you have a child everything becomes oh it's centered around absolutely practical yeah but uh, on a certain level oh, completely but in, in 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 terms of you know uh, the saying um, uh, life happens when you make other plans type thing you know it's kind of you don't always want it to happen but perhaps it's better just to go with the flow sure than go against it um, which I think is good, you know, which is, you know, I think, I think the, the days of um, me being something in terms of a success, in terms of celebrity like David Beckham, for example, I think, I don't, I don't necessarily I'm going to be that kind of millionaire person, but at least I can be happy within what I want to do. And I think that's the ultimate achievement that I want to try and aim for. Well, I think that's a really important thing to learn, though, Nick. I mean, mm. that's, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever had ex aspirations to being the kind of celebrity that Dave Beckham is. Yeah, I, I, I can't I'm not really into, into stuff, but, not but, but, a celebrity kind of in a high status, right. kind of high power, kind of yeah. people, you know, sweeping up behind you and and before you and making sure everything is nice for you and you know that kind of lifestyle. I don't think I'll probably achieve that kind of no. lifestyle, but it's kind of being in a lifestyle where I'm happy with. Yeah, and well, then I, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying it's important to get to the point where you mm. learn that that. I mean, because I, 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 I wouldn't aspire to being David Beckham's level of success necessarily, but I have had aspirations in the past, absolutely, of being, you know, a, an important literary figure yeah. or an important, you know, or a, 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 a comedian, you know, a comedian or whatever, mm. and or a, mu a big musician or, mm. or any of these things. And I'm not against those things happening to me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> going to shut the door on them. But, sure. but getting to the point where you kind of accept that that's not what's actually important. They actually find finding your way doesn't have to mean kind of aiming at that kind of success. It can be finding what success what is success to you and then yeah. trying to achieve that. And sometimes by doing that, that's when the other things that you can't really control might happen. You know, sure. you, can't, you can't really plan for that. You know, and that kind of thing is it's also taking into account that, that the people who have achieved the level of success and and the uh, the peak of their professionalism and, and industry they've kind of knew what they wanted to do from day one um which which does help a lot whereas i just kind of just like to play you know like to, you know go out play football with my friends burning down his woods um you know doing all that type of things and then waking up thinking all right i'm 30 years old right okay let's 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 be serious <laughs> you know so yeah 
But I mean, you know, there's no reason why you have to want to have something that you yeah, want to be. It's good to have an as long as you're comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're comfortable with yourself, and it seems to me that you aren't a hundred percent comfortable with yourself yet. No, not not yet. I, I, I think as you said, as the tips before, is kind of moving out is is a good thing. I think kind of moving away from where my mum and dad have kind of roots in terms of perhaps leave where where no one I know no one apart from obviously uh, you know Richard's friends you know uh, and my friends. But in terms of having family there, then it's kind of it's probably a good thing to have. Good, I'm kind of away from it. I can be my yeah. own person. I can de- de- develop in, in my own way. I can kind of discover things that I would probably in the now thought was rubbish. And I think actually a bit more open-minded, that kind of, kind of thing. But it, you know that really kind of takes. Uh, well, it doesn't really take a long time to do, but uh, it's just it's, it's, it's difficult to do when you've got you know full-time job and you're coming to and fro. Yeah. Um, the place where you've lived for all all your life, and you're trying to save up, and you have people saying, "I know we want to go out, or do you want to do this and that, and go down the pub?" Everything really seems to be centered around a pub, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong, the pubs are great, um, but you kind of want something, want a bit more, and of a different type of lifestyle than just going to the pub and talking about what you did on Saturday night and who you slept with. And uh, and football, which I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no interest in football. I used to thought I did, but I didn't. I don't no, I don't really like like it that much. And it just kind of you know, it's kind of it, it's something more to this than I kind of want. You know what I mean? I kind of do. Yeah, I know. I know. I kind of do know what you mean. Yeah. And I, I I think that that you know you, you're still young, as am I. Uh, you don't. You stop feeling like you're as young as you were when you passed. You know, I don't know when. You know, Twenty-four, you, twenty-five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when when you, when thirty hits, I'm sure you'll have the familiar existential crisis that everybody seems to have. I actually really enjoyed turning thirty. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, I I I'm I'm really comfortable with being thirty. I'm happier with myself at 30 than I was with myself at any year up to 30. Yeah, I think I can be, be, be the same. Definitely, I'm happier with myself now than I was at school. Hmm. Um, I, that was just, you know, that was just a nightmare. I don't, I don't know why I... Um, now, people, all, everyone who had the same situation, I'm sure you would agree, um, in terms of being bullied for no apparently particular reason, um, you think I don't understand why they're, they're, they're yeah. doing this, and it's like, well, you know, it's kind of, well, obviously they've looking back at it, I think they've always got tr- troubles in their life, and so they, in order to kind of feel better about themselves, they take it out on you, yeah, I mean, without yeah, without right, without yeah. actually knowing what it's doing to you and your life, which is a very kind of childish and immature way. So, what, what kind of bullet? Because I mean. I was bullied quite quite extensively at school, mm. but with me it was kind of a, a hive mind group mentality scapegoating thing whereby there was no group of people, it was just everybody doing a little bit of bullying sure. that added up to a intense time. Were you were you having? I mean, what was it? Was you was it a particular group? What was what 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 was your experience of being bullied at school? Well, my experience was it was it came quite late for some reason. Now I probably put it down to and this may sound a bit arrogant but I but I've kind of circulated this in my mind quite a lot because it was kind of on my mind quite a lot um, without going into details it's probably because I was more intelligent than the pe- than the people in my class 
this has happened in year 10. Of all, of all years to get bullied and dragged down, the last two years of school was probably the worst, but that's what happened, I had to deal with it. And so it's a case of character assassinating me in a kind of an, in an odd way and stealing my pens and pencils and throwing my bag across the room and just kind of just really draining me of, look, just, just give my bag. No, just, just, just look. I'm not going to say anything. If you don't, you should just give it back. Just, just, just come on. Uh, we're going to be late. We're going to be late to class. Uh, I'm pretty annoyed. You know, I've had a bad day, and they, they, they'll just, they'll just stop, and they'll kind of like, kind of winding like the wind up bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking but about. But it's kind of like a jack in the box. You don't know when it's going to come, but when it's soon, as soon as it does come, it's going to be quite, you know, aggressive. However, I just let it happen. I thought it'd be easier just to kind of let it happen. Let them take the mick out of me. I don't say anything or do anything because that will only make them think, ah, we've found something we can we can really annoy them on now, mm -hmm. and then then times that, then they times that by a thousand, and really concentrate on that, and, that, and that I'll just kind of flip. Um, so I just kind of kept a, a good poker face and just let it happen. I think the worst type of bullying is when girls bully you when you're a young age, the age of fourteen and fifteen, where you kind of trying to find yourself sexually in terms of having feelings for the opposite sex. Sure. Yeah. Um, when they turn around saying, oh, you're ugly, you're never going to get a girlfriend, you know, you're never going to do this, that and the other. Oh and man, I'm sorry about that. That's, yeah, that's that's it's, it's, it's horrible. And, shit. Some... Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, it's like, oh, and then you start to believe it because they say it over and over again. And I think that's, that's a kind of a uh, problem I have with relationships is kind of, I mean, I'm in one, in one now and it's great, but it was difficult to kind of talk to girls for a good probably five or six years without thinking they're on some vendetta against me. Yeah. <laughs> which, which sounds a bit ridiculous. I think you... a lot of men have that yeah. experience. Mm. Yeah, and I think that a lot of men have mm. that experience. And uh, it's one to move through, certainly. Well, of course. But, uh, you know, there's some reason for feeling that. Uh, a lot of men are tormented a little bit by by young girls who are also finding themselves in the world and, and, and you know, have their own issues to deal with too, sure. like you're saying mm. about the, the guys that bully. I mean, anybody that bullies has their own stuff going on, just as all the people oh, who are bullied God. have their own stuff going on, which may, like, I think when I look back at being bullied, I'm, I'm aware of the way I carried myself in the world made me more likely to be bullied than somebody else. I mean, I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, I, think I don't think it like... justifies the bullying. No, I, I, think, I think I probably did deserve a kind of not the bullying don't get me wrong no, but I, yeah, the no uh, kind of like a person saying don't do that because you just no one will like you so just don't do it alright fine rather than smash you in, in the face and then and then, and then run for the bus it's like what was that for you know yeah sure <laughs> it's kind of like, you, know, I, you know it's a bit odd but and did you go to, I mean, your brother went to a grammar school. Did you go to the same school? No, I, I went to a different school, a secondary school. Ah, uh -huh, same um, as me. Yeah, I don't know if it's kind of, if it's a, a um, bad choice, but all my friends went there, so I thought I'll, I'll go there as well. It wasn't a kind of an educational choice. But. Well, I don't think, I mean, yeah, so you did, You decided, you, you actually decided not to, not, not to try and get into... Uh, yeah, I did it on purpose. I didn't want to go to the same grammar school because, going back to the younger brother thing, I wanted to kind of differentiate myself. 
and I didn't want to have the same kind of friends as my brother because I'm a different person. Sure. I thought, right, I would go to where my friends are and kind of try and get more friends and and then just just you know be the type of person that I want want to be. That wasn't obviously kind of at the time. I didn't really think that in terms of. You just thought I want to go with my friends. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, as any other, I'm sure. Uh, you know, my my brother wanted to go with uh, his, his select friends, friends so. which uh, which happens to be in that grammar school. Yeah. And then his friends, who were at primary school, he doesn't really keep in touch with at all, and he made new friends. Yeah. Like yourself and and Toby and people well, yeah. within that within that that, that school. Well, um, yeah. I mean, he's he's friends with a lot of people from uni. He's friends with a few people from. Uh, school and I think he's friends with a few people from his year of art foundation I mean that's yeah. that's that is what sure. happens to a lot of people I mean I, I I have friends from little groups and here and there in my life but I don't I, I'm not friends with any of the people I went to primary school with oh no one person I went to primary school with mm. but I moved all over the country so I'm a yeah, weird sure. case I never been <laughs> in school for very long yeah. But so you grew up with those guys in primary school, your friends yeah yeah and no, you went I grew, on with them into, into yeah. secondary school I mean obviously they're the people that I they didn't bully me at all. And they the, <laughs> are they the guys that you go drinking with now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, um, uh, last night when I went out last last night, yeah, uh, being Saturday, I uh, went out with my two friends. One I've known since like play school, and the other known since secondary school. Well, that's a lovely um, thing. I mean, that's a a nice. I mean, nice thing to have friendships mm. that have that are that long. I mean, that's mm. a very long relationship. You know, you, yeah. that you've had with those people. One of my friends um, I've known for like. 25 years and he lives in Manchester now you know obviously don't see as much as I used to when I was a kid every now and then he comes down starts off where you left off yeah you know it's kind of nothing really changes and uh, they're the best friendships yeah so as soon as you come in they start to take the piss out of you you take the piss out of them and then you know, just get on with it. It's the same as yeah. Right, yeah so. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's been what I've I've been experiencing over this this weekend is you know when I've seen my friends from uni, I mm. fall into the same patterns of taking the piss out of them, and uh, it's fun. Yeah, sure. And uh, there's a lot of love in that piss taking, um, and it's funny, isn't it, that with people that you're friends with and you trust and you feel close with, having the piss taken out of you and you taking the piss out of them is a is a love is a thing about love right? yeah exactly. but, but but you put it into a slightly different context yeah, sure. <laughs> like school mm-hmm. and they're not your friends that is not that is you know that can be really really damaging and upsetting and yeah. and, 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 and frustrating so I'm, I mean I'm sorry that you know I'm sorry you had some bullying too I mean I'm mm-hmm. sorry that anyone has to go through bullying yeah, of course. it's, it's, it's horrible, a pain in the ass yeah. and it is kind of I, I don't know you know I think it's I wouldn't even go as far as it's character building because that's just condoning it. Um, I don't think it is character building. No, it, I, I think, think it's, that, it's 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 like the opposite of character building because yeah. because you, you kind of you, it knocks it down. Yeah, it's yeah. like what you could have been is taken away. Well, I don't think I think it's away. important not to look at it too much like that though. No, I think that you're right that when the bullying isn't character building, and I think that it does knock you down. But I think you can, you can while you can you can you can build your character despite them mm. you can rebuild your character like so i guess some people would say that means means you end up stronger like some people might say that but i think it really depends on the individual some individuals might end up stronger some might not yeah yeah of course. And, and actually often people who are bullied are very fragile to begin with and so i think i'm lucky that i had certain things in my background before i was bullied mm. that gave me a sense of self regardless of that of that bullying and so whilst I had a hard time being bullied and whilst 
some of the things in my person, my family life before I was bullied probably made made, made I was more of a target mm. to bully. I was I was very like I'd had a really tough time, so I was full of anger and rage. So when they mm. prodded me, I wasn't sensible like you. Uh, I would <laughs> I would erupt, and then that yeah. would make it more fun, like you say, and then they'll visit it yeah. ten times harder, like you say. You 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 did a very accurate description of my my teenage yeah. years, but. <laughs> I was lucky as well to have had influences in my childhood mm. before that to make me str know who I was to sure. be strong. You know, for a lot of years I've spent being too much myself almost, mm. like being militant about being myself because I didn't want anyone to knock me. Uh, and yeah. I, my 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 process, if you like, has, has been one of uh, learning to be more relaxed about who I am. And mm. allow people, you know, not to fight everybody about myself, not to yeah. push myself into their faces all the time. So that's what, you know, that's what I've kind of had to deal with as a result of some of that bullying. But at the same time, it 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 wasn't because I was bullied that I, you know, it, it wasn't character building. It hasn't built this character. It's, no. it's contributed to what this character is. Yeah, that's, I, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't want to give them the. Uh, I wouldn't want to give them the. <laughs> Either the glory or the or the or the negatives, you know, they they, yeah. they, don't, they don't get any of it. You know? No, I don't think. I think that if if you ask them, like if you if you go if you went back and then you met them on the street and then you said, right, you know what, you did X, Y, and Z and it was really horrible. Why did you do it? They would go, I did. Oh, I'm yeah. really really sorry. Yeah, most of them will have forgotten it. I think. Yeah. I don't think people. Who are you again? It. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I was. Yeah, I was. I was always being a dick. I was a dick. Really sorry. Do you want a beer? And I was like, you're right. And yeah, we fine. But um. But I mean, I think you know, you're 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 your own like worst critic. You're you're you're, yeah, you're yeah, always right. hard on yourself. You're always saying you know, you kind of do it in those bullies job for them you know yeah like, I think it's don't that's, let them sure through your I mouth think, about you no no I, I think you're right I, I think that's a lot to do with the fact um, um, not saying t teachers I'm not saying that they kind of they said I was useless but when teachers say you can't do things and then when you when they say this that and the other and and because of the bullying mix them up and you're gonna yeah. you know you're those gonna... teachers are also bullying you in my view like it's, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's professionally it's, it's bullying kind of, it's, and it's, it's a systematic bullying yeah like, to, to single out kids and say you can't get yeah I think, I think is, the problem that is was, very very damaging stuff to say to a child definitely I think the problem was just kind of putting me into a thing actually when it came down to it, actually I wanted to do history because I enjoyed it and then um, for my options in year 10 or year nine, where it was. And then I got a letter saying, history's great, fantastic, you want to do it, but we think you should do another subject because you'll be really good at it. The underlying context being, you won't be very good at it because we want to get, you know, from the, on the table and you want to get through to the exams and I think you'll fail. So we're going to put you on basic, basic geography. It was, you don't really have much of a choice in it, but we're giving you a choice because it's the right thing to do. So you could have chosen history in that way. Yeah, well, I could have chosen history. I, I did. I, I wanted it because I enjoyed it, because I enjoyed the teacher and I enjoyed the subject. But it came to the fact now, actually, because I did uh, history at um, when I was doing an access course. History was one, was one, this, one of many subjects I did. And actually, I was terrible at it. I didn't understand. I didn't. I couldn't put it in... I couldn't get... And I didn't understand the whole kind of logical sequence of the historical events. And I couldn't argue about it or debate about it in a very 
logical way, which I think history is kind of when you're doing it at GCSE level, you have to really kind of understand the context behind it um, before you actually understand the relevance of it. I guess so. Um, yeah. Which I couldn't do. I can see where you come from, and it's, it is it is important to find what you can do and what you can't do. I mean, I don't think at this stage in your life, or when you were doing it, you know, that you necessarily would have been ideal for radio. Yeah, I mean, sure. you know, and you, you might be right as well. You might not actually be as historically minded as you had hoped. Mm. But it's different from being told that you can't do things to being to, to learning on your own. Mm. You know, if you'd have been given the chance to learn that on your own, maybe that would have been a, yeah, I think, I think, a different yeah. kind of experience for you at that time. Yeah, or, or if the teacher came to me and said, what I've just said, but in a way that I could understand. Yeah. They were like, oh, fair enough. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, that, if that oh, makes absolutely. sense. I, I good res- teachers I respect and good you friends now should tell you, you know, should yeah. tell you what you, you know, should give you their opinion right. about your flaws as well as your strengths, but they yeah. they need to do it in a way that, that makes you understand too and listen too and, 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 yeah. and, and, and consider those things too. But I mean, generally, you know, Nick, like, I don't know, you know, it's not my place to, you know, and, you know, you know, I do feel like, you know, even though I'm, you know, I'm a, only, I'm a couple of years older than you, I, th- I feel like I'm like a brotherly, like, mm. <laughs> I have brother-like feelings towards you, because you're yeah. my friend's brother, and, you know, yeah. that's how it goes. But when we're closer in age, I mean, you know, your brother's a couple of years older than me, so we're right. closer in age than, uh, than, than, uh, than it would normally be to say this sort of thing. But, I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, you are someone who, you know, your school days are a while away now. They're a long time ago, mm. and it's really important to re like I've been as a thirty-year-old re-contextualizing, re-analyzing my childhood. Like not so much my school time, but my family life when I was through certain years, between the age of eight and twelve, which is where all my uh, troubles began, mm. if you like. Um, and it's important to do that. It's important to reevaluate that stuff. But the reason I can reevaluate it now is because I got distance from it. Because mm-hmm. it is far away from me, yeah. and I feel like for you, a lot of these issues are still kind of a little bit current in your in your feeling yeah, about them. I must say so. In in a sad way, it is. And I don't, I don't, I would don't want to say it's holding me back, but I think in a way that this podcast will probably um, recognise it, it probably will. It probably will show that I'm kind of still a bit held back. Well, I don't think no, but I don't think you should. Yeah, but no, don't, not not saying I, I. You can make a decision not to be. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, right. But I think I think what I'm saying, I, I don't want it to be. But I think, yeah. I think talking to you about it, I think it's actually, oh, it's kind of it actually is in a way, you know. Well, that's why. That's yeah. what. Talk, that's what. Yeah. One of the things that conversations do, whether they're on mic or off mic, yeah, you know, yeah. is we, we 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 do learn more about ourselves, and by telling other people our stories, we can understand our own stories a mm. bit better. And, and and absolutely, I mean, I'd I'd love uh, for this conversation to be helpful to you, but I I mean, I think that in terms of moving forwards, what I would suggest to you, you know, if I was putting on a brother-like hat, mm-hmm. is the stuff you learn at school about yourself is not true. No. You aren't, you know, when you talk yourself down, when you talk with the voices of the teachers or uh, the people who bullied you or the, the people who have said, you know, who you consider to have said you're not as good at things as you could be, you know, about yourself, when you put yourself down, that's not being honest. There are things that you have, there are great strengths that you have. And what 
it's important to do is to recognise our strengths, I guess, and then um, and and play to them. You know, what and and, mm -hmm. and one of these strengths is what you enjoy. And so it sounds to me that when you went away and you were on the on the Grand Canyon and you're looking down, you're having a kind of epiphany moment that mm. people have, which is, I don't want to be doing this job I'm doing. There's some stuff I'm interested in doing. Then you came back, you're in the real world, and you have to study, and you have to get your degree, and then, yeah. the, then the, there's this crash, and all of that is real stuff. Mm. That is all real reasons why it's hard to embrace that thing you wanted to do. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you haven't got within you a capacity to do that job. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you don't have within you a capacity to be some of the things that you might like to be. It seems to me that I would advise, and my little sister's only just moved out of the family home. It, it is a hard thing in this day and age, it's hard to leave. But I would say, get on your own two feet, get away, because, because this is a lovely place to return to. So it's, mm. it, you know, it's, this is always gonna be here, this room, this house. Yeah, sure. And just, you know, get away, and then you can find the strength in yourself. You just need to stop telling yourself that you're not good at things. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. It, Self-deprecation yeah. is a brilliant quality that the English have, but it's also a really, really damaging thing yeah. if you really do it too much. You know, it's, it's okay if we're being kind of modest and uh, making jokes, but it, but it, but, that, but yeah. when you make jokes about yourself, they're funny. Don't get me wrong. You, you, you are witty. You, you are funny when you make these jokes about yourself, mm. but you also believe them a little bit, and every time yeah. you say them. You're reinforcing that, and you know, yeah, you don't do it because you're, you know, you're, mm. you're, a, you're a kind man. You're a, a, a sensitive man, I think. Um, you know, and those are great qualities. Those are actually strengths. You know, and you, you are, you know, you are intelligent. You do, you, you know, you, you, you worry that you're not. You bamboozle yourself that you're not sometimes, and, but you are intelligent. You've got all of these great strengths, and you know. You can do it, you know, I think you can. You know, I think you can find yourself as much as anyone ever can. Because I tell you what, every time you think you found yourself, you know, a year later, you, you'll change everything. Oh, that's, that's the human project. That's, the, yeah. that's what it's all about. But sure, I mean, sure. you know, I, I mean, I, I've known you a while now, Nick, and, you know, I I think you can get it together, you know, in the way that you'd like. But, you know, you no, just right. have I to stop being so yeah. hard on yourself. It's difficult. I think the, the reason why I've, I've done this, not... Um, trying to make myself an excuse, but the fact that I've it's kind of taunted me quite a lot. I've kind of made it into a kind of a protection type thing. So sure. I, I do it. So it's kind of like if so, if people kind of come back at me at anything, then they can't because I said it at first. You made this strategy right, and it was a sensible strategy to make at the time, right? It, for that time, <laughs> you know, we make these protection strategies. Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody who says we should always go through <laughs> our life being completely open and honest mm, sure. like, about everything. Mm -hmm. There are times when we need to have shells. There are times when we need to protect ourselves. But once those times are gone, if the shell's still there, if you're still doing, you know, if that strategy now, that's not. I don't think that's a strategy. You go into an interview. It's not a strategy to use. No, because you're probably going to get the job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, you go into a relationship. Again, it's not a, yeah, it's not a strategy you, you to use. Work, yeah. You know, you've you, you got to... You, you have inside you all of these great qualities, but you just you need to know about that, you know. Yeah, and and right. I, as much as I enjoyed your best man speech, uh, and I did, and it was one of the funniest best man speeches Thank I've you. ever seen, and it was a really great... Uh, and your brother did a great speech too, and it was a really moving day for me. You know, one of the things I felt when you were doing that best man speech was, you know, 
the view that he has of himself in comparison to his brother is not true. Like the only reason that it's true is maybe because he because he thinks it. Do you know what I mean? It's like a circle. Like hmm. you know, you you, you you see yourself in more negative terms. I think it's kind of what I would what I think other people think about me and Rich as well who know us. Okay. So it's kind of like I think this, but I think you think this as well. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And and it's like they probably don't, but it that's kind of makes it a bit more humanized because I'm kind of including them without actually them kind of perhaps realizing. No, I mean, it, you know, and you and you're right. I mean, there is there you know, there inevitably is something like, you know, Richard is very lucky in lots of ways he's very you know mm. he, he's he you know and you know it's 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 interesting you know you you guys made these you went to different schools yeah. you went through different paths you had different friendship groups and that inevitably means that you have different places within the world yeah. but it's kind of about embracing where your place is yeah because yeah. you, you know you embrace where richard's place is you, you know I, I wouldn't say like i wouldn't use the word jealous although there may be some jealousy involved i wouldn't use that word because there's, it's you know, it's love you've got for your brother, and it's mm. love that he's got for him, and it's really nice to see, you know, and uh, you know, I guess that's the case with me and my siblings as well. But it, it's not the same with all siblings, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes they can just hate each other, and there can be jealousy, and it can not be, not be good, you know. You embrace where he is. You're so proud and happy where he is, um, and you know, you just need to be proud and happy where you are. And the way yeah. you do that is by, by, by starting to to be less hard on yourself yeah. but maybe a little bit harder as well on yourself do you see what I mean yeah, like, kind of, don't more criticise yourself but perhaps. be more disciplined yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's that would be my advice yeah, yeah if it's my respect. place to say it no no well well, well yeah, any, any advice yeah, it's, is a weird, advice, so. it's a weird place to be saying <laughs> yeah. but the thing is about <laughs> these kind of conversations is they kind of mm. they focus it in you know because you you're just talking one on one to people sometimes that you wouldn't like we would not normally talk for this long sure about this kind of about you oh yeah of course <laughs> sure. And so, hopefully, that's been. No, well, no, it's, 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 it's been Do you feel alright about it? Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's I don't mind talking about anything. Sure. You know, because at the end of the day, it's kind of it's about me, and you know, it's kind of sometimes you just need to kind of. Your experience is valuable, right? And oh, people listening to it as well, it's valuable to them to hear it because, mm. you know, they can learn about themselves by listening to what you've been, you've done and what you've been through and what what you think. And, and, you know, the same goes for if you listen to somebody else, you know, hopefully. Mm. The last question I ask people is, do you have anything to plug? Which is a strange one. <coughs> I don't have anything to plug. Um, <laughs> sometimes my mouth. Um, I can get myself into trouble sometimes. Well, I don't think you've done that in this conversation. <laughs> no, okay. uh, I think you've, you've, you've avoided that most. Well, like, um, I don't need to plug anything. Um, I know what you, what you mean. Um, not really. I mean, people sometimes kind of use it as a final thought, I guess, okay, about, thought. about what they think. or they are, Sometimes they sum up the conversation or sometimes they say, you know, this is something I've learned or this is something I want to promote as an idea. <clears throat> but don't feel like some people say yeah. no. It, there's no pressure. No, <laughs> no it's kind of. Um, I, just, I just feel. I was going to with the whole con- to conclude this kind of whole conversation about me. Then I guess that it's kind of. Um, I like to kind of be something that I'm not, but without re- realizing who I am. If you know what I mean. Um, so this is why the whole kind of things that I've said about t- today, a high perhaps hiding behind the mask some somewhat. You know, it's kind of we 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 all do to some extent, but 
I think I kind of like to do it more often because I guess the thing is basing myself around because I just watch lots of TV and films and whatnot, and it's kind of it's nice to kind of kind of have that kind of Disney mentality of it will be okay in the end, everyone is happy ever after, and I kind of like to have that mentality, which is kind of not really in this reality that we live in. This is kind of a disjointed con conclusion, I know, but um, <laughs> that's the best I can come up with. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a it's an interesting uh, point of view to bring into it. I mean, you know, I think we all kind of it's it's really hard to know who you are, and it's really mm. hard to know what you want. Those are really big questions. Oh, of course. And uh, you know, you shouldn't feel that not knowing the answers to them is a problem. You know, mm. like in a way, it's one of the things is just accepting that you know. You know, one of the things I try to do is accept that I know nothing. You know, like actually, the, 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 you know, one of the, you know that that everything might change. I might learn something new any time. You know, right. and that's actually kind of liberating in some ways. Like that, that, that there doesn't have to be answers. That, but you know, the other thing is, you're right. You should be aware. You shouldn't live your life like a Disney film. No. But. At the same time, nice sometimes it works out, you know. Mm. Sometimes things, there's no happily ever after, but sometimes your life, it's all right. You have a mm. happy life, you have a good life, things can yeah. work out. Things will move on. If you don't put such a, like, don't, don't, <laughs> if you don't expect it to have a Disney happy ending, then your life might have a Nick happy ending. Yeah. Which is yeah. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man, because I'm, no, I'm, good, I'm yeah. Yeah, I, I intend to be... I'm always going to be, you know, friends with Richard, so I'm yeah, always sure. going to check in with you yeah, throughout course. time. And, yeah, you, know, you know, you, you know, you know, as a, as a, you know, as, as, you know, I think, you know, I'd say we're friends now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you know, you're always welcome to stay, in, you know, in my house if you're in London or anything like that. You know, and uh, good luck with everything. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting better acquainted no, with you. It's been a real well. kind of, uh, yeah, you know, surprisingly. Refreshing. Yeah, it's a kind of <laughs> candid thing going on. The last thing I ask people to do is to, to say goodbye to the audience. Right, well, um, well, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll do it again this time in 10 years. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I won't be so, uh, won't be so, um, you know, self deprecating. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Brilliant. See you later. See you soon. <laughs> Man, it seems like a long time since recording that podcast. The day I finished editing this is the day of Richard's 33rd birthday, actually. I'm 32 now. The wonderful job that I was talking about, I'm losing in March and having to try and go freelance and work out what the fuck that is and how the hell you try and do that. And, I mean, I would like to acknowledge that I'm very privileged to be able to be worrying about my existential self. If I had more hardships in my life, then obviously I would just be worrying about eating and shelter and all of those kinds of things. And I don't want people, when they hear these conversations, which I do think are important, it's important to explore the lives of people, but I wouldn't want them to think that I, as the person having the conversations, am not aware of the privileged situation that myself and the majority of the people who speak on this podcast, in some way at least, uh, the privileges that we all have. That said, I'm still working on the problem that I know I'll never solve, which is me, and have peaks and troughs in mental health and, and all sorts of things like that. <laughs>
And obviously, my guest this week, Nick, also has his own peaks and his own troughs in his life in a different way. Most of us do, I think, in some way, in some form, at some time, to some degree. The advice that I was giving to Nick in this episode, it amused me when listening back to it that it could so easily be applied in lots of ways to myself and maybe that's when we're giving advice we're always sort of giving advice to ourselves a little bit too we're working out stuff in ourselves as well as in the people that we're talking to and that's kind of one of the things that this show tries to be about find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast you can find it on Facebook it's Getting Better Acquainted have a search on Facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way and on the Stitcher Smart Radio app you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the app store there are lots of ways to get better acquainted